lot of people who are unhappy at work. And we know that at least some of their suffering is caused by the fact that the workplace doesn't always feel like a safe place. When people don't feel safe, they become guarded. And when people get guarded, they disconnect from each other. Disconnected people create disconnected teams, and that is really bad for business. I'm Candace Pentiato, and I lead a company called The People Side. We help companies get to the heart of human performance and improve team dynamics through an experience that we call the leadership living room. In the living room, we help teams reconnect with each other and have a better, more deeply human conversation. On this podcast, we are going to invite in business leaders, executive coaches, and leadership development experts to explore the conversations that people rarely have at work, but that impact the way people work together every single day. Welcome to the Leadership Living Room. All right, let's dive in. I am so excited to introduce Anne to everyone who's listening. Anne Boyum, I could go on and on about your credentials and credibility right now, right? I mean, you were part of the executive coaching team at Target. Um, you own your own coaching practice and have coach leaders all over the world. Uh, you have more certifications, and I think we have time to list. You are a lifelong learner and deep professional in executive coaching. And in fact, I think maybe a compliment or, to you would be that when it came time to find an executive coach for myself, that I asked around to people who I thought were really good executive coaches. And the question was, who do you think could handle coaching me? And I say that not because I'm incredibly uh, difficult, maybe, but because I think it's like asking like a builder asking a builder to build their house, mm -hmm. right? It's just like a, a process of letting go and trusting the expertise of someone else. And then, you know, I can't tell you how many people pointed me to you and they were right. I mean, beyond just the capability that you bring to the role, the chemistry and the friendship that emerged so quickly between you and I was palpable and so important. You've been such a gift to me as a person. And when we decided to create this podcast and I knew that this was a topic that we were going to help um, leaders with today, you were just the first phone call for a conversation like this. Um, anyone who sends you an email when you are out of office, mm -hmm. receive, like today, like today <laughs> receives and I would say unusual best practice in terms of out-of-office replies, uh, you always customize it to share what you're actually doing or you offer something, some inspiration, some quotes, some insights that would help people. And today's, um, today's out-of-office says, I'm recording a podcast today with Candace at the People Side. And then it says, you know, they can go to your website, anboyam.com, and you describe yourself as someone who supports leaders and people by coaching through emotional pains and immense change so that they can regain clarity, energy, and direction and can contribute to the solution and improve the lives around them. This is like what we're here to like shiver do. Excited about that. This like, is what we're here to do. Yeah. Well, that's what we're all doing. That's why I love the builder with finding a builder, right? Yeah. No wonder we totally hit it off. Exactly. And, Exactly. Some, some big work together. Yeah. You know, it it might be really good for us to dive into some of the work. And I, I want to be vulnerable and share that I 
have struggled in 2020 running an event-based business, leadership development business, and watching all of that work disappear and change was something that was profoundly impactful to me and where I just felt like I had moments where fingers hovering over a keyboard, people wanting to ask me questions like, how do you how do you handle this? How do you decide? How do you move forward? And I didn't have the answers. And you were so helpful to me. And I'm excited to invite others into that conversation. We had a coaching call. And I remember getting on that call. And it was, what, what was it, a week after quarantine began here in Minnesota. And the business was evaporating. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just on client call after client call where they were telling me that we're not doing leadership development. We're not moving forward with the the calendar that we had planned. And I got on the call and I remember thinking, I'm not sure what I'm going to talk to Anne about today. I'm in a really low place. And uh, I was journaling a lot during that time. And what I shared with you, you know, going through an experience like that was I feel like the, somebody pulled a rug out from underneath me as a leader, as a business leader. And I don't know what's going to happen next. And I'm feeling loss and I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm feeling shock. And in some cases, embarrassment and shame. Like, how did I not ever anticipate something like this? Which is kind of crazy to maybe guilt yourself into believing that you should have seen a pandemic coming in 2020. But you do. You take responsibility for your team and your employees and your business. And you are feeling, um, I guess, responsible for some of it in a way that's very personal. And um, what you ask me to do is to consider coming to terms or, or viewing uncertainty as a bit of a misnomer or a lie to expect that, right? I say it's an illusion. It's, it's an illusion. made concept. And there was <laughs> something so powerful about that conversation and just me realizing that how I was framing the situation was contributing to the problem. And uh, I read the book, When Things Fall Apart, by Pema Chodron. Uh, and during the pandemic, the line that stood out for me was, allowing ourselves to look honestly and without aggression at our own minds and drop our ideals of how we think we ought to be or how we should be handling this. And just all of the internal beratement of like, why isn't, why am I not doing this perfectly? Um, and just give it up and just look directly at it with compassion and humor for who we really are. Boy, was there some self-discovery available in a time like this. So, Anne, what is it that makes uncertainty just so damn uncomfortable? Well, first is that idea that it is that it's even available to us. Mm. Certainty is a, a thought process, right? It's a set of expectations. It's a it's a set of expectations that we can sort of plan our life with, but life is totally different than what the plan is, right? Right. And so it's if we were to look at uncertainty as a set of expectations, then we can adjust our expectations. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned really early in the opening around like we are pattern seekers and we have these behaviors or these these habits that we have on a regular basis. And then something comes in and changes them and we get a little cockeyed, right? And all yeah. of a sudden it's like we've, we're in 
threat response and fear. Yes. And that's fight, flight, freeze, or appease. Exactly. Right? And, And we're off. And all of us, and we're we're bombarded with so much of this all the time. But at this point, with with COVID nineteen and racial inequity and all these things happening in our world, uh, job loss, all this stuff that's going on, we're at capacity as a human race to sort of tolerate what used to be potentially tolerable. Yeah. Not sure that that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean to make this like that big of a case, but at a at an individual level, no one is getting out of this un affected. Totally. Um, how it affects us. And one of the things you said in the opening was around feelings. If we can feel it, we can heal it. Mm. But if we stuff it, yeah, it's going in, staying in and coming out sideways sometime. So that it manifests um, itself it's in this just, dysfunctional behavior. It, it gets bigger, 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 exactly. bigger, bigger. Exactly. Um, and so that whole sense of uncertainty building to un- discomfort is because it is so unfamiliar. Yeah. But if we think about the concept of certainty, what the only thing we can be certain about is this exact minute, mm-hmm. you and I sitting right here, yeah. taking these breaths together yeah. in this beautiful studio, and anything else around us, we cannot be certain about. This is it. Yeah. And we have some degree of certainty from a memory of a past. Right. And however we collectively remember that. But there is no sense of certainty in the future. That's the illusion. That's the illusion. That there's certainty in the future. What's, what is certain is if we take no action and we stay right here. In the atrophies. wilderness. Yes. It's atrophy. Yes. We're either growing or we're done. And yep. so this is a really important topic from noticing when we're, when we're hunkering down and hoping for certainty that we are literally closing ourselves off mm. versus opening ourselves up to possibilities. So yeah. I know we've got tons of questions yes, and time to I, unpack all that. Let's, so let's I'll, unpack I'll leave all us of there that. for now. Yeah. I think that invitation though, to just not expect things to be concrete or settled yeah. and recognizing that if I am doing that, if I do desire concrete and settled, I'm actually antagonizing and causing my own stress. Absolutely. And that if I could just be present in what is, that I would not be having that. I could, I, 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 I could alleviate my own suffering, right? In some ways, yeah. if I could shift my mindset. So I would. Let's just dig into that mindset piece. Yeah. That you know, we have this this um this framework that I want to share. But you know, you have talked to so many leaders like me who are struggling right now. What are some of the themes that you're hearing, and some of the things that you're sharing with them that help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, talk about normalize and neutralize. So everything that you brought forward in our coaching sessions um, that you shared already, I'm hearing that again and again and again mm. from all lives, all leaders, all different sort of levels of leadership and and people not even in a business context. Yeah. Um, so we are all having a human experience. And yeah. and this is um, uh, as as all of us are evolving, we're looking for what are other ways to do what I've always done, because yeah. what I've always done isn't working anymore. Yeah. Right. Isn't that like the the definition of insanity, keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. Right. And so that is the number one thing is that we're all having a human experience. The, the, the number two aspect of the theme is that people 
when they are incongruent, when their expectations and their reality don't line up, then the way that they want it to line up is someone else needs to go somewhere, do something, be something other than what they're doing mm. for for this person to be happy, right? right? And so when I hear that with clients, I'm like, oh, oh wait a minute, right? right? Um, and it might be something like, well, if only she did this, or my wife did this, or if only my boss did this, or my kids are driving me crazy. All of those things are outside of our control. So control is one of those aspects of certainty and uncertainty. Mm -hmm. We want to control not what we have going on, but someone else. Yes. And that's a big, uh, like, I want to change. I I really someday want to create a t-shirt. Maybe you'll do this just because I'm putting (laughs) this on the air. Um, I reject my reality and replace it with my fantasy. Totally. So rejecting my reality is like, I don't like what's going on. So I'm going to reject it. I'm going to replace it with what I do want, but I'm neither time am I in the moment? Am I present to what is? Right? Yes. So I know you've got a great uh, way that you use a tool at PeopleSoft. Yeah. People sites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, well, and it's so simple, but yeah. it, it explains something that's so complicated and dynamic within us as people in a way that people can understand, which is in any given moment, the choice you're making is the lens you want to apply to that situation. Right. And if you're looking at a situation and you're, and you're focused on the way it used to be, yep, you are very likely to feel sadness, anger, and loss, right? And so if true. we move into a state of, instead of wor- thinking about the past, we start to th- just worry about the future, mm-hmm. right? And how we wish things were instead, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's ripe anxiety and struggle in a different way. Mm -hmm. That is comparing the reality to perfect. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. That is probably where I got lost. Yeah. Is expecting that I, I would be handling this better. I should be more like this. Why did, why are they okay? Why are they moving for it? Why am I not like that wishing I was different than I am or wishing the situation was different than it was. I got into that anxiety and overwhelm yeah. how it is, is where wellness exists in uncertainty yeah. is the ability to look at a situation and just say it is what it is. Um, Oprah Winfrey, her quote about stress is caused when we want things to be different than they are. Yeah. That is such a simple and perfect way for people. I think to understand yeah. what we're doing to ourselves yeah. and how quickly as a decision point, it is for us to change and reframe how we're looking at at the same situation through those different lenses and how it would impact how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a great time as people are listening or watching to just notice, like, check out what's happening in in your body right now. Because as Mm -hmm. you were going through each one, I was like, oh, yeah, the sorrow, sadness, loss. I felt myself sort of going down the tube and, and getting feeling the weightiness of that, right? And so if people are feeling that in their body, just notice, like it sounds simple, but just notice and sit up straight, move your shoulders, take a deep breath, Mm -hmm. just give yourself, give yourself a break, right? And just be like, wow, I'm really struggling. I'm really missing what I don't have right now and allow that to be okay. But it brings you back into that. What is? Yes. And then that uh, fast forward, you know, that, 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 fast forward reel where it's like, I want to be over there and want to be over there, but I'm not over there. Just the, the, the frenetic, the energy, the, as you were expressing your story, it's like, 
the the comparison to other people who look like they've got their poop in a group, I'm sorry. Right. I don't know anyone who does, right. but maybe <laughs> they're out there, right? Yeah. If you're out there, you know, yeah. Yeah, call Candace, be on here. You know, like Mm-mm. there's somebody's got to be. Maybe. But again, yes. like if we're you're thriving all, right now. Yeah. We're all like some people are thriving and they're thriving in spite of those. Yes. That inner ticker tape, that negative self-talk, the trickster that tricks us into believing it's true, right? Yeah. But again, if we're way out there, we're not in the moment. Come back, notice, take a breath, slow it down, yeah. get present. Um, sometimes I'll go outside without any shoes on and just walk on the ground if I can get to yeah. fresh green grass in Minnesota. It's like, oh, here I am. All that stuff is in the future, but here I am. Yeah. And then to just look at, and there's no just, but notice the what is. Notice the beauty, whatever the beauty is around you. If it's looking at your own hands, if it's looking in, at that's somebody nearby, if it's marveling at the sky, it's like, this is what it's to is. to pull you into the now. In the now. And again, back in our bodies, our bodies are our first line of information. Yeah. Am I feeling sorrow and sad? Boom. Am I feeling frenetic and anxious? I'm out there. What's here? What's here? Um, yeah. So I love that, that framework. Mm. Um, and I do want to just take a deep breath too, as I kind of get re-acclimated, because this is such a big topic. It really is. I think that emotional self-awareness, which we know is a key component of emotionally intelligent leaders, that ability to check in with yourself and say, how am I doing now? Um, we've been teaching and coaching remotely yeah. uh, here in 2020. And uh, we've shared this tool, this color zone check-in yeah. with people where people can just do an emotional uh awareness exercise and they would be able to say, I feel like I'm in the green zone. I'm feeling well. I'm doing okay right now. Yeah, right. I'm in the, I'm in the red zone. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling overwhelmed, anger, really intense mm-hmm. negative mm-hmm. feelings. I'm in the yellow zone. I'm feeling stress and anxiety, or I'm in the blue zone. There's a sense of heaviness or sadness, low energy to me. And just suggesting that maybe teams would start meetings with that mm-hmm. exercise right now. Yeah. Um, when we've been doing that, over 50% of the people that we have been working with are in the yellow state, overwhelm yeah. Yeah. and stress. Yeah. And when we get into the heart of it, it really is this wrestling with uncertainty yeah. and that sense of wanting control. I think the more you want control right now, the harder this is for yeah. you. The more you hold <laughs> right. on to that control. The more of a control freak you are, <laughs> right. the more you're struggling. Right? Right? Yeah. Somebody said to me the other day, how are you managing? And I go, I, I just do a shit ton of yoga. Yeah. Like, yeah exactly. like, I don't know if shit ton and yoga go together, but mm. that's how I'm working you know it right what? now. I think it's everybody's like, Nobody gets stuff. to see me no. until I've like really worked through the whatever I've picked up along the way <sighs> in all yes. the different coaching conversations that I'm having or time with family or mess ups that I'm making on my own. Absolutely. Um, But it's my way of coming home to myself, right? Absolutely. And that anxiety is is so often or anxious, um, the tendency to to sort of like run on that wheel of I'm going to almost catch up. I'm going to almost catch up. I'm like, it's almost there. It's just, again, that's the like, you never get there from there. Yeah. Um, So again, just slow and notice, but to to understand that culturally, that's where we're at, the people that you're talking to, because I bet the people that you're talking to have organizations that have high-performing teams and high-performing individuals on their teams who who live by a value that they do not want to disappoint 
100%. themselves or the, anyone around them. So now is the time to have a new conversation about what are yeah. the expectations? What are the true expectations of yourself, yeah. of your loved ones, yes. of your colleagues, of your organization, of the world, of our, yeah. of our community, our towns, our cities? Like what can we, and, and, and if we can't live up to all those expectations, what can we do? Yeah. You know, you're so right. And I feel also this sense of, you know, this shouldn't impact my performance. Like you were saying, I'm not going to stop being incredibly productive and, you know, do my best work right now, despite all of this noise and uncertainty that we're facing as if I'm, I'm going to just compartmentalize yeah. those two yeah. things. Right. And I think underneath some of that with some of my coaching clients right now is this sense of how lucky they are to have a job. Mm-hmm. And how wrong it would be to recognize their own struggle when some people aren't working or when they just furloughed part yeah. of their organization and that it just creates this. I mean, talk, it's a fear driven, yep. you know, response, yep. right? Where they're like operating out of this lack of employment that they're so afraid of. They're yeah. just, they're motivated to not lose their jobs. And that's a whole other impact on performance, mm-hmm. right? When we are, mm-hmm. when we are, we're navigating through the wilderness with the destination being, I just want to keep my job yeah. without recognizing yeah. that because I'm not sharing my struggle. Mm-hmm. And have you seen people turn to coping mechanisms that are less destructive, than healthy, right? Destructive. Now? Yeah. yeah. What are you seeing? Uh, a lot of alcohol. Yeah. Uh, like a nightly multiple glasses of something, self-soothing, food, um, TV, yeah. binging on whatever programming, um, binging on whatever is going on um, in the world, like never turning off any media, social yeah. or, or mainstream media. Yeah. Um, it's like... It's like the head's activating somehow, but the body isn't with it. Yeah. It's it, the stuffing. It's the, we're just, we're numbing, we're stuffing, or we're yes. saying we're doing something, but we're not doing anything. Yeah. Um, sleeping medication. Sleeping medication. Right. We're seeing also, people yeah. really soothing themselves and struggling. Yeah. 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 Um, we're also seeing, because I'm a yogi and a meditator, we're also seeing a huge increase on meditation apps yeah. and yoga uh, on Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. Um, everyone that's sort of a, a I don't I don't know what I want to call them, but like more of a progressive thinker, like the Eckhart yeah. Tolle, the Brené Browns, the mm-hmm. the Pema Children we talked yeah. about, like. Their stuff is just flying off the wall, along with yeah. so many other great historical pieces of information and mm-hmm. things that we can. I just finished reading Stamped from the beginning, but I read the Young Audience version yeah. by Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think it just got his last name Roberts wrong, but but so good, right? Yeah. Like I was like, I'm going to go with Young Audiences just because yeah. I feel like that would be a bit more of right. my jam. Right. I know right. 55 Young Audience, it goes yeah. doesn't compute, but that's who I am. Yes. Um, but there's there's one we have capacity because mm. we're not moving from building to building to building or site to site to site. But at the same time, we're also 
uh, creating a bit of a of a numbing. So if we don't stop and be conscious of our choices, like yeah. when like one of the things that I've started to support people to do is what is the dis- what's your distinction between going from work and going home? We've often had some sort of a commute or some yes. sort of a, a ritual. Um, so even if it's like the work is over before you go straight to the kitchen, what's what about what activities or what transition would you design and be deliberate, ritualize something different? Yeah. Um, I've had clients who've said, you know, I get in my car every morning and I drive for 20 minutes. So I listen to my podcast or whatever I listen to. Yeah. And then I go into my house and I go to work. They just drive, like, why drive not, around. right? Drive around. You Bruce, know? Drive around. If that's where you do your thinking, or that's where yeah. you get your news, or that's how you start yes. your day, yes. what stops you? Absolutely. Same thing. If they, A lot of families are out walking after dinner yeah. or doing things like um, these Zoom family gathering kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so there are some positive aspects to it. So again, if we go to energy like mm. if people are feeling sad and wanting to go to self-soothing yeah then check out some of the things that are equally self-soothing yeah. that don't have the negative connotation or you don't have to wake up in the morning and beat yourself up for that behavior or suffer even more right because like of you that. pick it yeah yes. like yes. yeah like yeah. all that so all that yeah so i do think there's a bit of a there is a balance out there yeah um the people that we're talking to likely go to the um, the quicker self-soothing food, alcohol, that kind of stuff first. And I think burn it out. And then then they're like, okay, now I'm ready. Now Could I know how to take care of Could you do some breath exercise with me? Could you do some yes. grounding exercise with me? I'm like, oh, yes. certainly. Of here course. I am. Here right? I am. Uh, here I so am. when I work with teams yep. and when I work with, with leaders, I do always start with some breath work and some yeah. grounding exercise just to... It's 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 not heavy lifting. It's not hokey. It's just like here we are. Come it's here. put it's pulling you Coming into that home. present state mm-hmm. again. Yeah. You know, before all of this, and I'm thinking about the fact that what if someone stumbles on this podcast ten years from now? As if 2020 was the only time right for certainty. No. Yeah. Or if we had recorded this podcast in 1998 <laughs> or 2010. Uncertainty is something that has always been available to us inside and outside of the workplace. Mm -hmm. Really intense availability right now. Yeah. But you were doing this work long before a pandemic started. Yeah. This is something human beings struggle with and will continue to struggle with because of how fast the world is changing. Change is the ever-present constant in our lives and some of the techniques that you offer to leaders are really COVID independent strategies, Completely. right? Yeah. Completely. So let's just talk about if I am someone who's struggling with the uncertainty of it all, what is the best advice that you're giving to leaders at a time like this? Like how do they get started mm-hmm. in recovering from their control tendencies and that desire yeah. to know? Yeah. Um. I know we've got some really good tools to share in that question, but as I hear it right now in this moment, um, the first and foremost thing is awareness, noticing that they want something other than what is. Yeah. Right. So just notice that 
because that's step one, right? That's like, gosh, if I didn't know what I didn't know, and then here it is, I want something else. Yeah. Um, so that, that I'm always bringing people back to like self first agency of self first yeah. before we even go to take care of others in the family or as a leader of people. It's like, how are you taking care of yourself? Yeah. So, uh, start with themselves understand where they are on that spectrum of change um, and then understanding what actions they want to take yep. to support themselves. Yes. So that when they've got their house in order, now they can be in support of other people. Yeah. Uh, really but don't important. wait so long that it's so perfect that everyone else isn't, you know, go out imperfect, it right? It all figured out. <laughs> It only took two years. Now I'll help others. All right. Yes. No, we don't have that no, much time. No, no, no. But yeah. yeah. So uh, the the self awareness. Um, the other thing that comes up for me is really uh, being really curious about, like you said, that that color check in. Mm. You know how to how to find out what is the vibe, what's the pulse of the organization, or yeah. the people in the family, or the people that are around you. Uh, if you're physically together or uh, virtually together. Um, and really paying attention and tuning into what's it like for them. That empathy um, piece. And that empathy, exactly. Uh, and I've been really studying one of the things that why I have all those certifications is I, I sort of go down this rabbit hole of like, whoom, I'm off. So empathy and, and compassion and what I will never ever fully understand another human being. I can only understand myself and hardly that some days. Like really, it's, right. we're that complex, right? Yeah. But to start with, you that something's going on over there. I wonder what it is. I wonder what it is they could need. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I really try to um, not necessarily ad advise, but support co uh, leaders on is reduce the stuff. The what do you what do you need from me or what can I do to help? Um, that whole me and I thing Let is really good mm -hmm. until you don't have the capacity. Yeah. The capability or even the energy to yeah. do that work. So I just change it to and, and refine it for them to say, just ask people, what do you need? Or what would be helpful? Yeah. And drop the from me. Yes. Because then they don't have to be concerned that they will be set up to fail. Yeah. And that other person doesn't have to do that like, oh, nothing. Yeah. Because they don't want to put something on someone who's already or suggest that they yeah. can outsource their problem to right, you. Right, right, right. Yeah. So this way, what do you need or what would be helpful are really great questions. Yeah. Um, we've talked a lot about getting grounded and getting centered, whatever that means to support them. That could be a great game of basketball or yeah. something on the, the you know, at-home technology things. I don't even know what that is. Video games? Video games? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like I'm that. guessing what you're doing. Yes, I don't do your it. Hands. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is. Whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> but but ways to like come back to yeah. um, being human again. Yeah. Because we're like whatever year someone is listening to this. And funny that you say that because I was listening to something that was 10 years old this morning and going, this is phenomenal. Right. Yeah. So let's say it's 2030 and someone's listening Evergreen to this. This is great. Challenge. Right. Evergreen. Yeah. Just go find, find out, you know, what brings me back to my center? What brings me joy? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this anything is what I'm else you add? Yeah. Well, what I'm hearing you say is be really self-aware and open to how you're feeling. Yeah. Be really empathetic and open to talking with other people about how they're feeling. Yeah. 
And then like a collective caring on each other right now is really important. Just recognizing that certainty isn't available, adjusting our expectation to say, I fair enough that I don't know. Yeah. Right. You always say to me, you make sense to me. And it's so comforting for somebody to just say, of course you feel that way right now. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Look at what, look at what you're trying to do. Yeah. Look how hard that probably is. And it makes sense to me that you don't know for sure right now. And that what a lie even that would be um, for us to imagine that we would know not just right now, but like almost ever. And so having that, I'm calling my mindset strategic looseness right now as a leader. Yeah. Yeah. So not that I'm not going to create a plan. Yeah. Not that I don't have a vision, not that I don't need to lead and be focused and direct and like, we're going to do this. We're not going to do that. But to allow for the looseness of not knowing, to even use impermanence in my language right now with my team to say like, um, in July, I this is what we're going to do. This is what we know it right now, this week, this month. Yeah. Um, to not suggest anything beyond that because it's just too dynamic right now. Yeah. And allow that to be normal. Yeah. Well, and and that that will support the team because... In uncertainty, what we need isn't certainty, but clarity. Yeah. Right? We, That's powerful. We don't need certainty. Yeah. Like, we're not getting it. Yeah. There's Maybe no adult in the room it. who's telling us exactly <laughs> what to do right now. But yeah. but clarity. Yeah. And that's what I hear you offering is, this is how far out we can see to any degree of yes. clarity or yes. certainty. Yes. And still, even with that, it can change. And um, many years ago, I read the Chicken Soup from the Soul book, like yeah. way, way, way back. I don't even know how old that is. But they talked about this metaphor of if we're going to try to drive from New York to California and we're driving during certain stages of the of nighttime, we can only see 200 yards ahead of us with our light, the car headlights. Yeah, yeah. And yet what we think as adult is that we want to see the whole way, all the way even through the dark, but, but we can't, we, but we, Mm. if we keep moving, we can always see 200 yards ahead. That's right. But if we stop and go, I want clarity, we only have 200 yards in any way we turn. That's all the further we can see. But if we move, Mm -hmm. we get to see the rest and the rest and the rest. So metaphorically, that really seems to speak to what you're saying is you're showing your team, here's the 200 yards ahead. As and when best we as move I can. in yes. to middle of July, yeah. we'll see the next 200, 200 yards, yards ahead. Mm-hmm. And when we move in and then, if, if, yeah. and that provides yeah. the clarity. I think an annual planning rhythm worked a while, you know, before 2020 and that, but pulling in your, and recognizing the capability of your headlights right now mm-hmm. is really important. Just a thought on that. We directionally, we want to know where we're going. Yeah. California. Yeah. That's the destination. Whatever that, whatever your big, hairy, audacious goals are for yourself, for your organization, for your family, for the world, keep them. Yeah. Right. Don't, don't like minimize or shrink them or get them small or say it's not going to happen. Keep that. Yeah. And then all we're doing is we're we're shortening the duration of the plan to the accuracy because I do mm. think annual plans yeah. made sense because there was more repeatable likelihood of what would happen last year would likelihood happen this exactly. year. But those were not like 
breakthrough thinking plans. Mm-hmm. Those are iterative plans. Right. I'm geeking out. I better slow down now. That's, no, I think it's. I think what you're me. saying though is completely right. It's not that we scrapped our annual plan, but we got real flexible about how we were going to yeah. get there. Yeah, yeah. And even creating an annual plan for 2021 seems like who oh. pencil, pencil, colored <laughs> erasers, <laughs> erasers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I guess maybe as as I just think about us wrapping up this conversation and, you know, you are someone who just personally does a lot to keep yourself at the top of your game. I mean, I know you have to be so present in your coaching conversations. And I mean, you are working with people who have, I would just call them like stress tolerance of steel, right. And you're still seeing them struggle. You role model for them what it means to take care of yourself in a time like this and to offer that grace and compassion to yourself at a time like this. So maybe, you know, I would just love to give you you some space to share some of the things that you just do, you do Mm -hmm. for you in an uncertain time. Yeah. Take deep breaths. Look outside. I spend a lot of time looking outside, whatever that is. If I can be outside, I'm outside. Um, I've already spoken about yoga and meditation. I read. Um, I read a lot about spirituality and the evolution of these different um, faiths coming together. Like I'm really interested right now in weaving things together that have mm. been more um, segmented for me. Um, I walk every day, even when it's super, super hot or really, really cold or pouring rain. And when it's pouring rain, I always imagine that I live in in the UK or something. Like yeah. I'd go out there or yeah. Seattle, right? So why would I not go out here in the rain? Yeah. Um, I have dear friends and colleagues that I call when I'm really in the dip. Uh, and also when I'm really having an amazing day. Yeah. Right. Like I don't just call them to say, get me out of here. I call them to say, yeah. holy moly, you got to hear it. Guess right? what great you thing know? happened today. So share it, Sharing share it, that. share it, share it. I love that. Um, and yeah, those are my big ones. I just, I, like that. Is, yeah. I have a pretty simple life with the complexity of all the stuff that's going on. I really try to simplify and keep coming Mm. back to what's most important to me, what's my work and what's not my work. And when I mean work, I mean, what is my one precious life meant to do on this planet so that I don't get in the way of your one precious life doing what you're meant to do on this planet? Yeah. I don't need to be in your space. You Mm. don't need to be in my space. We can be like this, Mm -hmm. but but I don't have to be over there. Right. I think that that sense of personal accountability that you take for keeping yourself well, and also the self-awareness you have for what activities would make you feel well. Yeah. And make you feel like your energy is being replenished on a daily basis to keep going in what is an uncertain time. I think all of us owe ourselves that work to say, what would it be for me? to keep myself and my energy going um, in the wilderness that we are in. Uh, I'd like to just close out with maybe synthesizing this conversation, You going back to that productivity dip 
slide that we had Mm -hmm. and just offering a couple of things to leaders for them to consider that when they notice that their teams are struggling and they may be in that dip, what kind of leadership do we need from you right now? Because taking care of yourself is step one. Being open to the needs of others is, you know, step two. So if you are, I'm going to put a visual up on the screen here and, and really kind of do a little bit of mapping to what kind of leadership we need at each stage of this um, transitions model. So if your team is in this state of anticipation where they're craving reassurance and information, your role as a leader is to communicate as clearly as possible, as much as you can to remove ambiguity and a sense of anxiety that may be in the system. We all know that employees will fill the vacuum if you leave one when it comes to communication, right? Like we will make up our own stories about- It's never good either. It's never good. Like they never pick up like, it's going to be amazing. This change is going to be great. (laughs) I'm so excited for things to change. No, it's usually, you're absolutely right. They fill the vacuum with a negative story. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do as much communication as you can. Um, if they're in the state of denial and letting go mm. and loss and just like rejecting, um, that normal is no more. Uh, and in that reminiscing period, I think what they need the most from their leaders is empathy. For sure. Ask an open-ended question. How are you doing really? Yeah. Um, what are things like for you at home right now? Yeah. I- invite and support with questions, not advice, mm. questions and listening. Yeah. Um, I love after we do the color zone check-in, if people aren't green, the questions that we say are, what do you want me to know mm-hmm. if you're not well? And what do you need from us? Mm-hmm. So add those two open-ended questions to your repertoire. Yeah. If people are fully in that state of resistance disengagement, shutting down, Mm -hmm. where their cognitive capabilities are not available to them at all, clarity, and even more clear support. Like today, I need you to get this done. That's where those checked out people are. You know, that sense of fingers hovering over the keyboard, Mm -hmm. and I don't even know how to send an email right now. Mm -hmm. That's a signal for leadership. I, I wish I had a boss. I didn't, I don't. Most days I don't wish I had a boss, but in that moment, I was just looking for somebody to be like, you know what you need to do is, you know what the answer is right now, sweetie. I wanted that kind of um, clarity. And if you as the leader can be, uh, you know, just even more laser pointed, that Mm -hmm. tends to stimulate Mm -hmm. um, some action and productivity in a state of exploration. um, If you notice that people are starting to get curious, like, how might we, what if we uh, those kinds of questions, it's time to engage that brain in what's next yeah, and allow them to become the problem solvers that other people aren't capable of being right now. So noticing them too mm-hmm. and saying, could you be a force multiplier for energy in the new direction? And can we leverage that to motivate others out of the wilderness yeah. is a great thing for you as a leader to tune into and, you know, to delegate some of that problem solving. Um, and ongoing coaching and motivation, I mean, we kind of put that at the end of this model and say that, you know, if you have people who are re-engaged and who did zip through the dip and they're just developing new product services models yeah. for you yeah. and they're they're I'm here, I'm yeah. here for this and I'm thriving and I'm well and I'm mm-hmm. taking care of myself. Um, keep them motivated. 
keep yeah. asking coaching questions. Yeah. Um, you know, what is life teaching you right now? How are you, how are you growing in a season like this? How can you help other people? I think that those, that invitation to say, I support you, even though you might not need me the way others need me now, yeah. but I'm still here for you as your leader to help encourage you to continue yeah. on that path. What I love about this model is that people are going to go through many, most, if not all of those, the team members will be in different places. Yeah. So there's different approaches as a leader for where people are at and team members can help each other, but they can also know that if someone is coming back up and they're on this upward, you know, exploration and seeing new possibilities, that that doesn't mean that the people who aren't are laggers or nope. loafing. They're just, they haven't fully processed or completed yeah. that experience, that walk in the wilderness. There's, yeah. you know, there's nobody to pick you up on the helicopter and just airlift you out. You're, we're, we're going to go through this, Absolutely. this transition. And it's not a linear path. And it's not. It, it's it not. Doesn't I have circled that back it goes like this. plenty like, of times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> exactly. I was good until I wasn't, right? You know? Yeah. yeah. I would say that most days yeah. I feel like I'm, you know, moving forward in a better, yeah. you know, more productive way. Yeah. Like, where do you put yourself? I think I'm in my exploration phase, yeah. clearly, right? Like, yeah. we're starting to create podcasts and yeah. reach and teach leaders in a different way instead yeah. of being like, well, our whole business disappeared. Wah, wah, you know, we're saying, well, how might we still do the work yeah, that we were called right. to do yeah. and just use new channels and new approaches to do that work? So I think I'm in that exploration stage. I don't know that I'm fully clear on where the future is headed, um, nor am I putting so much pressure on myself to be clear about what that will look like. But this is a this is a grand experiment that you are a part of right now on this podcast. <laughs> I will tell you that. Yeah. Um, but I do think, though, there are still days, even though that's where I'm at, where I still can get a bit of news or when the protests started here in Minneapolis. Yeah. And it threw so me vulnerable. into another emotional journey. And so I don't think this work is ever done. I don't think I'm ever going to, like, master this one. Um, but to know that the struggle is real. And it's normal and it's a deeply human experience that we're all collectively going through right now. There's something super comforting about that. Yeah. Yeah. It may not be mastery, but it sounds masterful. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it sounds like grace mm. that you give yourself and I give myself like, ooh. I slipped in it. Oh, I blew it. Oh, yeah. that went well. What did I do? Yeah. You know, let's do yeah. more of that. I, I yeah. have different, based on where I'm, what I'm paying attention to, I'd be at different places on that. You know, if it's about work, I might be one yeah. place. If it's about uh, my relationship with my sister, I'm in another place. If it's about uh, starting something new, I'd be like, Meh. yeah, <laughs> yes. Right. The yes. reason I'm here is because it's already handled, right? Yes. Like I'm not starting my own. This That's is right. your platform and I'm grateful to be here. Thank you. I, I'm so glad you were here. Uh, we want to end this conversation with an invitation to have a conversation about this with the team mm -hmm. back at work. So we are actually rolling out a new way 
of helping people through uh, this time. They're called team talks. And in these conversations, a team leader would initiate that conversation with their employees. Yeah. And there's a warm up exercise that gets people talking about this or learning about it. Uh, it's actually, it's not talking. It's, it's getting ready to talk and share. Mm-hmm. I don't know cool. about you, but like if, if you just put me on the spot and hold a microphone in a team meeting and they're like, what do you think about this, Candace? I sometimes go, well, I haven't had enough time to think about that right. to really yeah. answer your question. So the warm up exercise is an opportunity for people to really step back and say, let me reflect on this. Yeah. We're giving them some things to read and, and learn in that exercise. And then the invitation to come to a meeting and actually have that dialogue with their team. And so the team talk around navigating uncertainty at work helps a group of people have the conversation you and I just had. Yeah. Really to do that check-in of how am I feeling, yeah. to understand with empathy how the other people on my team are feeling, mm-hmm. and then for us to support each other and agree on how we might improve each other's um, performance and productivity despite all of the uncertainty that we're swimming in. Yeah. 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 Well, and we don't do life alone, even if we think we're doing life alone. So to have a structure and to have have something that's that's created for a team yeah. or a different group of people that might not call themselves a team, but they're they're coexisting to something like yeah. amazing. I love it. I think it's funny when I shared it with you, you were like, this is the easy bake oven of leadership development right, right. now. Like this is just <laughs> Plug and play, super easy. It's meant to be. Egg so, and milk, that's all so it easy. needs, right? It's you so just need easy. to have the 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 technical platform to talk to people, and it could be in person Zoom, or Zoom WebEx, or whatever Microsoft your meetings, thing whatever. is, yeah. and you carve out the time. Yeah. That, those are the only two ingredients they need. Everything else you've taken care and of. And a willingness to get real. Yeah. And have a great conversation. Yeah. Yeah. This was a great conversation. It was a great conversation. It was so good to be with you. Thank you, Ann Boyum. Thank you. I love you as a person. I respect you deeply as a coach. And I am very, very grateful that you were a part of helping me navigate through a very uncertain time. And I know that this will help other people do that, too. Thank you. Thank you. I love you, too. This was really fun. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you for joining us in the Leadership Living Room today. We really hope that you found this conversation to be valuable. If you want to learn more about this topic or you want to lead this conversation with your team, go check out the show notes for this episode. You can also help us reach and teach more leaders in the world by sharing and subscribing to this podcast. That way we can tell you when new episodes become available. My team is on a mission to humanize the workplace one leader at a time. So we invite you to learn more about what we're doing by visiting our website at www.thepeopleside.com.